0: Welcome to I-Race, you. you are tuned into I-Race I podcast. podcast. The podcast that moves With you. your hostess, Candy Kane. Welcome to I-Race, you are tuned into I-Race. Hey, 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 what's happening, y'all? Welcome to another episode of I-Race Inspiring recovery actively through commitment to exercise. This is where we talk about exercising your mind, your body, and your soul. Welcome back to another episode of iRace. Today I have a special guest with me. I have Mr. D.L. Dean, otherwise known as Demo. Welcome, Demo.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: All right. So, Demo, I want to talk to you about the one thing that we have in common besides running across the world, doing half marathons. I want to talk about nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. So, as you know, I'm starting iRace, which is going to be a nonprofit It stands for inspiring recovery actively through commitment to exercise because i want to get people up moving and i believe that people all have to recover from something where it's a being overweight a tragic illness a death in the family a bad relationship we all have to get through it somehow and i found from my accident that i feel better when i exercise however you also need to exercise. The, your mind, body, and soul. You need to exercise your faith at times. You have to exercise and change the way that you think. But you have a foundation to get people moving and I believe it's called the Fars Foundation. That's Tell correct. me more about that.
1: Um, well, Fars uh, stands for Friends Actually Recreate and Support Transformation. First in ourselves, our community, and then uh, worldwide. Um, and in that, a group of guys came together to um, that we're doing male bonding, if you want to say. And in that male bonding uh, came from, we realized that we were actually doing health and wellness for men. So from that group uh, inspired me to start the, um, the foundation that we, one, we always realized that the organizations we donated to, usually on a national level, The money would get filtered, it wouldn't necessarily go to the communities or the people that we wanted them to go to. So this foundation gave us the opportunity to not only um, handpick the organizations we donate to, but actually become a part of organizations in our community. Um, Our board members, uh, if we're going to support or promote an organization, we're usually a part of that organization, that uh, it may be a mentor in that organization. Uh, it may be another board member, or we really support the organizations in which we do, which are mostly um, organizations that support juveniles, or, and or we have a scholarship fund, um, and we do events, such as one of our uh, primary events that we do is in Iowa, is Walk a Mile in Her Shoes.
0: Yes, I know all about that
1: one. Um, so, we do that. We uh, we set And that
0: up, one's for domestic violence?
1: Actually, it's for... Um, uh, it, it's part of it is domestic violence, but it's actually sexualized violence.
0: So, what is walk a mile in her shoes? What is that about?
1: Walk a mile in her shoes uh, is a is, is, it's a Canadian group that started it, but it's across the nation. But it stands it, it encompasses all uh, anything from uh, anybody that's experienced sexualized violence. That could be from domestic abuse. For our organization, we set it up like I said. Most of the things are set up towards juvenile. Myself uh, when I was I was molested when I was younger so I kind of give back and I give my ex uh, give my i guess experience mm-hmm. a part of it one of the things I noticed that kids were very uh, that have had uh, that have experienced sexualized violence whether they've witnessed it whether they've uh, been a party to it or what have you and people don't think about that when I see when you see your parent have a domestic issue or something going on and or uh, even any friends you have, you internalize those things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, juveniles tend not to uh, reach out to speak to people. They kind of take it into themselves. Yes. Especially females.
0: hmm
1: So, and especially of people of color. And that was something that I've experienced. So, therefore, i worked uh, many years with juvenile delinquents um, and kids and uh, children in need of assistance. So, in seeing this, I, I see that they haphazardly hold on to these things. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, we held it uh, in our city just to start people to have the conversation. It's a crazy way for us to do it, It but it brings it brings up being being able to communicate and to dispel that it's just about domestic abuse. To open this up and uh, raise money so that they have someone that will talk to these kids. For kids and
0: anyone that's been sexually assaulted or abused, because I mean, you said it's hard for kids to talk about that. As an adult, I was raped in the military. And it was hard for me to talk about that Mm -hmm. as an adult. I mean, years passed before I was able to share that because first of all, people have a tendency to make you feel like you caused it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Even though you were victimized. Well, you shouldn't have been wearing that. I'm wearing BDUs. Mm -hmm. They're not tight. They're not fitting me (laughs) at all. I don't see how that's sexually appealing in any way. That is not what caused that assault. Well, and that's not what rape is about. And people have a tendency to think that it's about you being provocative and somebody finds you attractive and they just want to come and take it.
1: Well, rather, uh, we I like that you you talk about rape and sexual assaults and we talk about what it has to do with sexuality. Well, rapes, sexual assaults, or any of those have nothing to do with sex. They have to do exactly. with power and control. Exactly. And who can put the dominance. So therefore, we got to look at what the root of it is. And just being able to communicate about that, not making people... One of the things I don't like the word, victimization. I was never victimized. I became a victor when I was able to not only forgive those that, uh, as you would say, victimized me, uh, especially since they were within our family structure. I look at what's happened to me. And for it not happening with me or to me, Where would I be now? I would not be the person, the spokesperson that I am. I would not be in these positions. So I cannot hate what happened. Don't like it, and I wouldn't wish it for another another person. person. But however, I can't take back what has made me into some of the things, I would say, the greatest part of me. Because if I would be another way, I don't know if that would be the same.
0: I totally agree. And it's interesting that you say that. So we're going to go left for a brief moment. So Mm -hmm. today is December 5th. So this is the day that... It wasn't the day that I was assaulted, but this was the day that I broke my neck and I was paralyzed. It's interesting that you say, I'm really not upset about that mm-hmm. because that has made me into so much more. I was never a marathoner. I never wanted to create a foundation. I honestly just wanted to be a physical therapist, an officer in the military, and just help other people. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that this is how it was going to be. And when you look at those things, things that are traumatic in our lives we have a tendency to be like, oh, I wish my life was like it used to be instead of focusing on the positive Mm -hmm. and moving forward. So I like that you were able to take that situation. I mean, it was rough. Mm -hmm. You had some difficulties with that, but you were able to move on. You were able to be positive and now you have a foundation and now you're doing events like walk a mile in her shoes. Are you doing any other events? What else is
1: going on? Well, The biggest premise, uh, Forest, is we want to get people moving
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, in their communities, in in their in their uh, not only for themselves but their community. So we try to pair them. One, uh, I go speaking to people all over the country to start foundations, to start organizations, because one of the things that I see is we all a big part of ours is getting runners or walkers or cyclists, or swimmers, whatever, getting them involved. So that means we have to pay for the registration. We have them um, uh, raise money for right. the organization or a local organization, um, and I'll step back to that as we as we start those programs to set this out for everybody else. We found, or I know, that it's easier when we start getting people moving. For them, they, we don't do it for ourselves. We. We'll pledge and we'll say, hey, I'm going to do, I want to work out. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. However, time gets in the way and p- family and friends get in the way. If someone needs something. Yeah, I'm like, gonna, hey, I need you to my... go to the grocery store. Yep. I'm going to do those things in lieu of doing my workout. What I found out we won't do is if we make a pledge to support someone in need, the organization or so forth, we make that commitment.
0: We do.
1: We'll do whatever we can. Exactly. Does that mean we're going to be perfect in getting our workouts done? Because, I, I, like I said, I, when I have people do an event, if they need help, I give them a plan. I will give them a run plan, walk plan, cycle plan, whatever the case is, to get them to that date. Right. I want to support them in what they're doing. The money that they're raising does uh, not really mean a lot because we're a small organization. We help out organizations by not only implementing them, but helping them by uh, starting. So we give more information to, I guess, voiceovers nationwide to talk about these organizations. So that's our biggest help to them, not the money we raise. Right. A uh, story I could tell about one of our uh, groups. We met uh, a young lady who wanted to celebrate, I think it was her 50th birthday. She <laughs> always does something. Uh, so she would do different things and she was uh, she loved to fundraise. So she's like, well, hey. I've never done I haven't done a half marathon. What if I did that for my birthday? I was like, great. She's like, okay, I want to invite my friends. I said, okay. She says, we're gonna raise money for you. I was like, not for me, you'll raise it for the organization, but you're in a, they were in St. Louis. I say anytime we do a, a organization that we're where we're not at, I currently establish it, because we only establish where we have members.
0: Right. If you wanna say. And where do y'all have members?
1: Um, uh, Illinois, Florida, and Iowa. Okay currently. So this being another city, we always will partner, saying, hey, what organization would you, what do you see a need in the community, a small group that we can raise money for? And that's what we'll do. The young lady, um, she recruited several members, uh, fa- friends and family to help her uh, ra- do come, one, join in the participation, I think it was the Rock and Roll St. Louis at that, in that year, and they had several different distances. So it didn't matter what distance, she wanted them to come celebrate her birthday. Yeah. And um, she had set up, it was an a organization for young ladies in St. Louis that she wanted to raise, I think it was Inspire St. Louis, STL. Okay. And so that, what we do is we raise money, basically, like I said, we're a funnel group anyway. So we raise uh, money for ourselves, but the majority of the money will go to that uh, sponsored organization that they wanted to do. They actually came out on the course, they supported her by being on the course. But that was a show of partnership. One person uh, magnitude moved to 25 runners that ran this, and most of them had never run before just because they wanted to be a part. So in efforts, that's what we want to do is instead of change the mindset of where when we pass, somebody passes or we want to recognize something, we tend to, in our community, want to eat. So we have meals or whatever the case, everybody come together and eat. Well, I ch- I wanted to change that look. I know I did it with my family with Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, that bothers me. I mean, every time we get together, we have to celebrate around food. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do understand that most of our communication is around food because that's when the family used to get together and you would talk about your day and you talk with your family and you share and then it started to extend with everybody and other things. And now it's like, hey, let's go to dinner. Hey, let's go out for drinks. Nobody says like, Hey, let's go bowling. Hey, let's go for a run. Hey, let's go cycle. Unless you're training for something, so I like the fact that we both are in tune to that, and we like to make that change in our families
1: and in our communities. Well, to go with that, um, it's not just just because we're predisposed to wanting to do that doesn't mean that's what we need to do oh, or we what have we should to do. Um, and if you look back, even sixty years ago. Uh, that's what was a common thing. Uh, especially me living in a rural area, even though I'm in a small town, but a rural area, everybody walked regularly. Used to be in the other, past generation. And so that was part of it. They cycled. Uh, that's where they got from place to place. Now that we've made things so easy to uh, with the cars and so forth, cell phones, it makes it no reason for us to have to go and physically move and do anything. So just eating seems to be uh, antiquated. Mm-hmm. So to get people just a walk, which is the most healthy thing to do, not run. Right. Walking so, is the most healthiest thing to do. So to have and, and you can take your whole family, kids okay. and everybody. I know we went out there we I guess we terrorized the community that Thanksgiving because <laughs> when you have I guess it was like I guess it was twenty five of us kids and everything. We took strollers. And everybody, I said I was going for a walk, and they said, "Wait, that sounds like a good idea." I was like, "I'll be back because I need I needed to walk a little bit so I can have some more uh, sweet potato pie." So that was my rationale behind it. It turned <laughs> walk into, more
0: to, to eat more. Yeah. No, no,
1: that it, is not right. But that was that was the premise it behind it. So. But however, I got we, it. We uh, it worked out because everybody decided, "Hey, that's a good idea. I can get some more room in my stomach." So we started walking. It became a talk fest.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: were loud across I, I didn't think we were loud when we were looking at it but when I looked if we if you were on the outside of this group and we were all on one side and everybody wasn't walking at the same pace, they yelling back and forth, asking questions, it was more of a reunion right on the course. I mean on the road. So what I've looked at in my career of running, mm-hmm. when I used to when I started out running, when I made that commitment to start running when I started the foundation in 12, it was about accomplishment in time i used to wear headphones i would be tune out everybody and it was but all you were about trying me. to be fast when trying to be fast i was trying to be me okay. what i thought was me was hey everybody says you have to do it in this amount of time
0: you know what that you said you were trying to be you mm-hmm. there's no rules like let's just talk about races mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. there are no rules to a race that says you have to run I mean, I don't know where that belief came from. I do know. Because originally races were races. I guess everybody was running for money. I don't know. I'm like, no. was everybody an elite runner? Why do we have that belief that everybody has to run? And well, let me just kill that now before you answer. You don't have to run to complete a race. You can walk. Um, kill the belief. Beliefs are optional. I mean that is I mean it's not an absolute law it's not a newton's law
1: well the the concept behind running for a race is because we have always wanted to compete
0: yeah and racing and means, so, means competing
1: so if i showed you walking that's not going to be racing that's one of the reasons why we separate the sexes because if one's abilities Yes. okay we because if it was if it was if you really wanted to have a race it would be a race for all
0: yeah
1: and it doesn't we've segmented it we continue well, because to segment it
0: of the standards women and mm-hmm. men are not physically equal although there are some women that will dust a man yes so <laughs> so so yeah. but
1: the thing is we've always went to this concept since being in America or I actually I say it worldwide is the competition sales but
0: doesn't. however
1: we realize when in Distance running, it's about the back of the Packers. Who's paying for the fees to make it so it's available for the Chicago Marathon for them to pay the first runners. You have 25, what is that? No, I'm talking about thirty-five to 45,000 people running there. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Only one's going to win. That's so, true. So if you look at, a, let's say, $100 per person for entry fee,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where do you think the money comes from to pay that uh, purse?
0: Mostly it's us. Yes. the back of the packers. But what kills me is there's no support for the back of the packers. I'm like I I don't run fast and I didn't realize until recently that I ran fast before I was injured. I I mean military standards. Mm-hmm. And I can't make a military standard. That was one of the reasons why they medically retired me, but um I enjoy being out there on the course. Mm-hmm. I'm going as fast as my body will let me. It's not that I don't want to go faster. I physically can't go any faster. But on another note, for those people that are walking and enjoying the race, I find that I enjoy a race much better when I have that support of the back of the Packers, that community. The pressure of, I'm not going to win. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to win. Why am I running so hard? To please whom? Because who are that's, these people that I think, think I'm not going fast enough?
1: Well, the thing is, we have multiple, that's why I love, um, I, I don't like running. I never have liked running. Yeah, me However, I like, or I say, I like the concept. The concept of a marathon is just like our life.
0: It is our life. Our and, life is a marathon.
1: And the thing is, there's no right or wrong way to do it. There's injury if you do different things, but however, we put the pressure on ourselves how we do that marathon. If I am a person who wants to beat my time and I'm helping, I want to get a PR, I want to do these things, okay, work towards that. You have others that believe in completing something that only less than 1% do, whether it's half marathon or marathon, it's about the completion of it. One of the things I've coined, uh, you know, I started the group Boppers back of the pack Party years. Mm-hmm. Why I did that is because I realized that uh, one, being a member of black men run and working with people all getting people off the couch. Yeah, the,
0: the thing same that's, is that's black very pressure.
1: correct. It's really confusing and frustrating for people that are starting to run, that they sit there and I says, because hey, I'm heavy, I have been heavy. Um, heavier than what you should be, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell my, you know, my name on the course is Kilted Tortoise, mm-hmm. so people have mistaken that I cannot run or I am slow because, because I choose. The name to, I, Yes, because I choose. This is where I believe when one just like yourself, uh, a veteran, and my knees are shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I left, I was no longer able to run for uh, PT. I had to walk, so I become a race walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people don't understand what that is, and that could be very—they could be quicker than most people's pace. Oh, let me just go. <laughs> let me just stop you right there,
0: man. I'm gonna tell you. I think it was maybe my second or third half marathon, and I was back when I was running in the twos. <laughs> I'm running in the three thirties now, but I think I finished the race at maybe a two fifty. And this woman was walking. I know she finished in two thirty. I was like, what the heck? Like, I was running, trying to keep up with her. Like, people think that race walking is a joke. That is a real sport.
1: Yes, it is. And it's
0: actually, you have to have a certain, there's speed walking and race walking. Those are two different things. That's correct. So, people don't understand that, but we're not going to talk about that right now. No. But, yes, you are a race walker, because I remember we were on the course, because we met, I think we met in 2016? In a rock and roll race. Yes. Several of them mm-hmm. that year, and um, when did we do bear? Like, well, you've done it every year, seems like, but did I do it with you in 2017? That year that I was like, that was See, s- I think it was 17, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't do four halves in four days, I never trained to do that. And you're like, You can do it, I'm like, no, I can't. And I'm not going to make time. I'm like, I'm going to be out there and be the last one out there. And you're like, oh, I have faith in you. You can do it. And I'm like, F that. He's stupid. He did not know what he's talking about. He makes me sick. And we got out there the first day and, <laughs> and we walked. And each day that we walked in a different state and then we flew to Seattle and that was the fastest time. So each day we even improved on our time. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And we walked. <laughs> We walked and we did it in under 3.30. I mean, you walked the whole time. Now, I had to jog to keep up with you. But you basically walked the entire race. Now, Seattle, we did run on the downhills because when I run downhill, I can't stop. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, you were just like powering up those heels, And I was like, I hate him. He makes me sick. Oh, God, I hate him. He makes me sick. I got to catch him. I got to catch him. I got to catch him. And I was dying with your little race walking. Well
1: that That happens <laughs> it's yeah. not it's not on purpose, but when we do that we we try to make sure that people are able to finish and enjoy themselves. That's the whole purpose behind it for me When I said that I wanted when I started these, even though I was running at the time because that's one of the things I' always made sure that my knees aren't as bad, I wanted to be able to run at my own pace right My goal when I started this was say I always want to finish. In the same or better condition than I started.
0: Amen. That's what I do. So, like, the unfortunate thing is because of my disability and not knowing what my body is going to do. Because I can just fall down at any moment. Mm -hmm. And people don't understand that. They're like, well, you're disabled. you park in a handicapped spot, but you can do a marathon. Yes, but you don't know the condition of my body once I'm finished that marathon. I need to go sit in my wheelchair. I need to go sit down. I need to lay down. I'm down for two, three days. And so, and they were like, well, why would you do that? Well, let me just tell you, first and foremost, the endorphins that are released when I do run Mm -hmm. help me with my pain. Mm -hmm. It is, I mean, you can do other things to rid yourself of pain, but those endorphin releases and studies show that it's better for you. So I get that you want to run at your own pace, but for me, it's, I don't know how fast I can go because I don't want to push it. Because I want to leave that race in the exact same condition or better than I started it. Mm-hmm. I need to finish upright. My goal is always to finish upright. So because of that, sometimes I pull back. Mm-hmm. So lately, because the doctors have been telling me, Candace, you're not going to be walking many more years. And I'm like, let me hurry up and get these halves out before I'm totally confined to this wheelchair. Let me just crank them out and get them done. And that could probably not be smart on my part but that's what i want to do i want to finish what i started and i want to finish upright so i started walking them Mm -hmm. instead of running them
1: and that's that's always a good goal and a good um pathway you're doing it responsibly and this is what i noticed that more races i've done i say why do you people ask me why do i continue to do them yeah in in that process i was actually going to
0: ask you that
1: uh, you're
0: taking my questions.
1: I'm sorry. Okay. But the reason I do that is because, like I said, I uh, and I may not be on a recording we did now, but uh, I started to model, model for my. It was we always do it for altruistic reason. Yeah. For my mom, to try to show her how to eat appropriately for her to deal with her diabetes, even though I don't have it. And that's always been something I've done to do that. I did it without exercise. Then I said I wanted to do this uh, to start running. Um, I love to cycle. That's my favorite. But uh, running seems to be where I can communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, it's more social. Uh, My, in, as we start going through that, is my ministry is on the course. People say it's odd that it's a ministry on course because I find myself reaching people. And yeah. the thing is, we are, we don't know where our calling is. Is to educate people. on. Uh, you'll Some people will see me on the course. It's not unusual for me to stop in the middle of a race if it's not something I'm doing for time.
0: And then we help And
1: I'll, I'll help them, anything from any kind of, from spiritual to physical aid.
0: Yes, and you know what? Because I do the same thing. So like my ministry, actually how all of this began was a ministry on the course. Mm-hmm. I was running Zodico, my first out-of-state race, and the lady asked me about, she was like, first of all, are you from Houston? And I'm like, how do you know I'm from Houston? I have nothing on that says I'm from Houston. It just had a BGR shirt on. And she was like, your leg brace, your hair. I've seen you running in Houston. And she was like, so tell me about your leg brace. And at the time I was thinking in my mind, because I was new to running then. Why are you talking to me while I'm running? I cannot talk and run. Like running, I'm doing the best I can. I got to remember to pick my foot up, put it down so that I don't face plant. And you want to ask me a question? Aside from all of those wicked thoughts, I answered her. And actually I had plenty of oxygen. While running to share with her my story. And she said, that's inspirational. It is. She's like, you should share it with people. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should. Okay. And then I ran and I prayed about it. And like you said, that became, that's actually my ministry. That's what I feel that God wanted me to do. And that's why I run a half marathon in all 50 states. Now the marathons were something different, but to share and to communicate how good God has been to me in my life is how that fifty states journey started. Now, you have done the fifty states how many times? Twice. That's crazy. Like I'm like, that's first of all, that's a hundred halves. That first and foremost. Now, I know you've done over two hundred halves. How many halves have you done?
1: Um, currently I think it's at two 45.
0: Okay, you know what? You're making me feel really bad and small <laughs> with my number 78. And I'm going this weekend to do 79 and I'm just like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to make it? Am I ever going to
1: finish this journey? And you're like, you're ah! Right?
0: I'm just on and it.
1: Now, as far as you will get there and I tell everybody, when I first did my first 100,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was about, like I said, starting this was not about doing any numbers. I went from my first year of running um, I did twelve races, and that was by accident. I just had them. You scheduled. did twelve by accident. Yeah, because I just I only planned the two, and then I that's funny. I, 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 I look at I saw <laughs> rock. And, I joined the first race I had was um was uh, Disney Disney uh, okay. half, half uh, was a wine and dine. Then the second one for that year, the only ones that like says was right. was rock and roll All
0: right
1: Vegas. I was like, wait, they closed down the course.
0: Uh, uh-huh. We get to run.
1: We get to go down the thing, and I kind of down the strip. Yeah, I remember. Then the next thing you know, I think that next was year, that before? fourteen, okay. they made a mistake.
0: Uh, Las Vegas. Uh, Las
1: Vegas. But then I decided to do San Antonio also, which was in November.
0: That was the same day, right?
1: Well, nope. Originally, they were the, different days. Uh, Rock, um San Antonio because it may have been the next year. I'm not sure, but I know San Antonio was in November, and. um, Rock and roll was and, in December. And Las Vegas was in December. Well, because of the weather, it was always, yeah, because the first year I did it was hot. It was very humid and hot in November and godly. So they wanted to change that to a cooler month. Let's move it to December. Right. Perfect. Sounds perfect. And let's move the other one quick uh, earlier so it's warmer and less wind and rain because we had rain the next year at Vegas. Oh. So, and the rain was going sideways. So, you know, it never, it seemed that the days in Vegas are great. You would be sunny, but then when it, when it's, when it be in a desert, when it goes down, it's like it gets cold. you like, wait a Yeah, because it, it, really it, it does, it does it. So know that. the year they decided to straighten this out, rock and roll said, hey, we got to fix for this. We're going to switch to races.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you live in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know how Texas are about their protective about their marathons. <laughs> so when they proposed that, they got nixed, even though they had already changed all their stuff saying we so we had bought passes. By this time it was a, a pass. So I'd already scheduled these races. So now they had to move it back to the original date for
0: So how exactly did you run twelve races by accident?
1: The two races I did, I found out there was a series, so it's like So oh, the two I can races you
0: did were they back to back or on the same day?
1: No. That was uh one was in November. And And one was was in in December. December. So they were about two weeks apart. Those were two weeks apart. So these were goals that uh, basically for that year that I said I was going to lose that weight, uh, change my eating to Mm -hmm. model that. And the reward was I'm not going to do exercise because I didn't do any exercise to lose that weight. The reward was the exercise at the end of the year after the 90 days of, uh, of changing my habits, started running to say I would finally complete a half marathon. It just happened to be that the two half marathons I picked were within two weeks of each other
0: so for somebody starting out somebody that's not exercising somebody that has chronic pain somebody that's overweight someone that has a predisposed condition somebody that has what they call issues mm-hmm. or they're not able to run or move like we say or exercise what would you say to them
1: I guess the like I said, for, uh, first thing is go uh, check your doctor. Go check with your doctors, make sure we don't have any issues or anything like that, and see what conditions you have. Walking is always a primary thing.
0: While walking is an excellent exercise,
1: so is swimming. But you can't if you go. Can. You got to find uh, like you, I look at my. Not community. saying
0: go jump in a lake, but I mean yeah. a swimming pool. And in your community, do you even
1: have a pool? We have one. Well, we got two. We got the high school and we have. Um, Are they,
0: do they allow non-high school students, community people to swim in the pool? That's what not, I mean. Not so, no. Okay, so, so you so don't have that access. You're, If
1: you're looking at access to a regular pool where you're not paying a lot, it's going to be one of the. Um, the public pools. No, it's not. We don't have a public yep. pool. Oh my Lord. Not in that sense. We mm-hmm. have a waiting pool for kids, stuff <laughs> like that. So that's not really, I wouldn't really call that a public pool. Right. So most people, if they want to just go swim for exercise, if they don't want to pay the uh, fees for Y, um, which can be pricey, they'll go to the motels and hotels in the community.
0: And they allow them to swim?
1: Um, one of them actually does for uh, for the uh, physical uh, physically challenged. They do have some capabilities, so they will. They've done that's kind of an outreach for one of the uh, hotels.
0: And so So. we're talking about Marshalltown, Iowa. Yes. Okay, because in Houston, Texas, we got plenty of public pools.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, (laughs) the same distance, if I, I when I look at it, I go like somebody says, Well, I've, thought, I've toyed with trying to uh, get ready for a try, and I say, I want to do some uh, swimming, but I got to look at how I'm doing it. Right.
0: And, well, I don't want to go but, into your try. So, yeah, no, um, I don't that will <laughs> we'll save that for another <laughs> episode because I've been trying to get you to do a triathlon a long time ago. Back yep. when I was doing triathlons, and I don't do them anymore. So, let's get back to the
1: question What do you tell a newbie? But then, uh, I guess my thing is, I don't tell them anything. I inquire about what, what they like to do, what their encouragements are, what their things are, because the whole point about getting moving is moving for a reason.
0: The activities so, that you enjoy.
1: Yeah. And it's uh, sometimes it's not what we enjoy. It may be something better for us, but we do it for a reason, such as our child or our, our friend or a memory.
0: I These always say
1: that we rise helping others. Yes.
0: And that is why I'm still on the course. It's because... I inspire other people. It's the reason I started working the foundation through social media first was because when I started running and going to the gym every day, a lot of people unfriended me. A lot of people kept saying, is that all you do? All you do is run. All you do is exercise. Do you do anything else? And I'm like, I do other stuff, but I don't post that because of my private business. I don't want that on the Facebook. I'm sorry. My love life. I mean, that was important to them. I mean, I would tell them stories when I would date and have crazy things happen. Like, Mm -hmm. I fell on top of a guy and we took out an end cap and then he asked me out on a date. That was bizarre. And I I did share that. But, I mean, in my life, has some pretty bizarre things. And, I mean, I have a very interesting life. But the point that I'm making is some people saw what I was doing. And started internalizing it and doing it too. Mm-hmm. So there are people that never ran. People that I've worked with that are now marathoners. Mm-hmm. That are now ultra runners. And I'm like, that is amazing. And just from showing them that I could do it. I don't know if in their mind they were like, well, she handicapped and can do it. Maybe I can do it too. Because I know I'm on a race course and people see me running with a leg brace. And they're like, I got to beat her. I can't let a disabled person beat me. You know, something like that. Kind of like. That time you and that trip trap lady, the lady
1: <laughs> Clip with off. the
0: amputee, yes, Clip that off. one, and you decided to go out and beat her. You should be ashamed. No, no. I know you're not. Cuz you beat her. Uh, and it, you went, were happy.
1: Nah, but it wasn't it wasn't about the beating part. It was about inside of your it, Most times we don't think about it's internally what we think. It had nothing to do with her. It had to do with the sound as okay. we say, the thing is, I, I you put those pressures in, and that's what motivates us. We motivate ourselves with others in there. If you you heard the uh, the term kills in uh, in the half marathons and marathons, oh, yeah. where where later you on in the race I got to pass that person, yeah, and, that's and you kill. don't care what they look Explain like. Explain
0: to kills because everybody doesn't okay. know that when you pass
1: somebody. You well, when later on in the uh, races, a lot of people start having as we start fatiguing, we do this thing called. Um, have fun with yourselves. So you'll have people say that I need to get, uh, and and coaches will tell you, at the end of the race, get 35, 35 kills. And what you do is you look at people because we we start dying off. A lot of people, no matter how much you re- responsible to say, well, I'm going to slow down in the beginning and I'm going to get faster, that's usually what, I, it took me a long time to realize that I could start out at a slower pace and, and get up. faster throughout the race because my body starts the warming split. up. Yep. Yes, that negative sp- Split is something that a lot of people try to get, especially, uh, you're looking at, and a negative split is uh, doing half your, uh, usually when you, I look at a, half, a full marathon, half marathon pace may be a 230, and then the next half may be a 215. Right. Um, so that's what we're talking about, a negative split, and if you're a 5K, it's whatever the case is, you just want it, that second half of the race is faster, or a period is faster, maybe a 5K or whatever. Is faster than that, and how
0: much. do you achieve that by getting kills? And a kill is
1: well, those uh, that kill is just catching, uh, just focusing on people in front of you mm-hmm. that are in your group and saying, "Hey, I'm going to get there." And um, then once you pass that person, that is, that's considered a kill.
0: Now, and then you go for the next one. Yes. Now, what happens when that person passes you back up? So, do you lose a kill? Yes.
1: <laughs> And, i know that some people some people don't uh it just depends on since this is not something one so what do you
0: call it you call it unkilled
1: n- no you just lose one.
0: Oh, okay i, I I'm was like, with a friend
1: and we were doing a race and somebody passed us we were looking the whole goal was i was motivated and i was saying we're gonna get 20 okay okay you get 20 and so we got 19 and we were right on the heels of 20 and all of a sudden two people passed us i said guess what We got to get two more.
0: Well, I'm going to close with
1: this.
0: (laughs) And this is what's funny to me is I picked the wrong person to try to kill. You know, you look at somebody. (laughs) That's true. And you be like, oh, I can't take them. And then you run and you're like, oh, gee, I don't think I'm going to catch them. Oh, oh, yep. Let me pick another one. Not you. Not you. Erase that from my brain. It's going to be you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can catch you.
1: And that's why I tell people to pick a number, Mm -hmm. not a person. Um, Example for me was last week week i think i did a double last uh, week and in that uh i decided to walk the first one so i was hell bent on i'm gonna walk the whole thing well towards the latter part of the race i have some people with me and i said but uh we were so we found this guy and he was moving at a good pace but we said he looked back and he said i'm not gonna let them walk and he was walking and running. And i could tell he looked back at us like y'all ain't catching me because he i of course most people know now and they probably don't know from your cast is i move with music so i'm usually playing music i'm a, a roving dj with a kilt so but you know
0: what i want to stop you here <laughs> i i really want to know about you and this guy but basically the guy is did you catch the guy yes did you pass the guy
1: yes but he didn't like it
0: did he pass you back up oh hell no all right well that's all that, that's yeah. all that matters Tell me why you wear a kilt.
1: Well, uh, when I go back to starting to run, my first uh year of racing I didn't. Um
0: But why do you do now?
1: Uh it started out as a just like my foundation called farce, it was a farce. Uh we were happy to be at new um What uh, do you mean it was a roll. farce? And that's what I'm gonna tell you. It's Started out in a uh, rock and roll in New Orleans. We happened to be there with friends. I actually took my mother there and we were look we had went walking around the neighborhood and we were looking in shops. The runners that were with me happened to be female, so they go going and checking out little dresses, little skirts, skirts and stuff like this. No, they weren't, they were just costumes. Oh, okay. And so somebody <laughs> they posted on picture a picture on Facebook and and I didn't do a lot of stuff on Facebook, but the, I saw this comment and they said, Hey, y'all gonna wear that at the next race, which happened to be Rock and Roll um, DC, mm-hmm. and they said we will a demo does. Of quickly, I got on there and said, "Demo don't wear no skirts." The closest you ever see me to a skirt would be a kilt. Some kind of way, my board members and my foundation <laughs> found out about this. I don't know how because social they got media. There. No, they didn't have, this was not a, pub, this was in a group. So okay. a, this wasn't something that was publicly out there that Somebody I thought Somebody told,
0: because I would tell.
1: So they came back, they decided, I, they gifted me, still don't know which one of them did it, but I just know the day before I headed out to rock and roll DC, there was a kilt that came in the, in the mail. <laughs> so since they're the ones funding, because I raise money for my foundation by my miles I run, mm-hmm. they pledged uh, to pay. I felt it was a commitment that I had to do because it was something that was gifted to me.
0: Okay, were you always a distance runner? No. Okay, so you were not a distance runner. You began distance running with the start of FARST, correct?
1: Racing, I Racing. began with there. But actually, prior to that, being over when I was overseas, mm-hmm. um, I had to embrace the process of that I was no longer able fast enough to be able to with my bat with my knees weren't able to run for uh, PT or for for our testing, mm-hmm. so I had to do race walking. So I embraced that. It was a chief warrant officer and myself when we were overseas. We used to do five Ks and half marathons, but they were unofficial ones because they were kind of MWR events.
0: Okay, I know. So we
1: would MWR walk, events. we would race walk them, and that was our kind of thing. We were the fastest people on the camp. So if anybody was walking. Now, they could run and beat us, but however, you weren't going to walk and beat us. So, it was kind of something we did. So, that was my introduction to distance running, if you want to say.
0: Okay. What impact has running had on your life?
1: Um, It's given, I guess, it's become a a tool, like I said before, for me to reach other people and to motivate when I did, I thought, I've always had other ways to motivate people. It becomes a way to passively motivate and encourage people.
0: Okay, so the adversity in your life and in career, what's helped you to overcome it?
1: Um, stubbornness, not really.
0: Okay, so not exercise, so
1: stubbornness. No, no. Okay,
0: that's all that we have for today. Thank you, Demos so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank I you truly, for having me.
0: I truly appreciate it. You will be back.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, promises.
0: I would like you to subscribe or like this podcast. Leave a review in the comments. You don't need to leave your name, your phone number, or anything like that. It's a voice message. You can just leave a simple voice message by clicking a button. Also, I'd like you to find my iRace page on Facebook. It's I Race Candy K-A-N-D-I. You can follow me on Twitter at Kane Runs, K-A-N-E Runs, Or on Instagram, candy, K-A-N-D-I, underscore, 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 cane. And I also want you to do some exercise. 30 minutes of exercise, twice this week. Hope that's not too much to ask from you. Until next time.